What's going on, everyone? Week 15? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Episode 15. Yes, Week sir. Week 15, episode 15, to be right, of Austin and Ali, a sports podcast with your hosts, Austin and Ali. Yes, uh, tell us where they can find us on the medias, brother. Yeah, yeah. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify. I think we're on Google Podcasts, all those podcasts. Yep. Uh, YouTube, uh, give us a like, give us a share on all of them. Uh, Instagram, we're Austin underscore and underscore Ollie. TikTok, we're Austin and Ollie, all one word. Uh, also, find all that in the show notes too. So if you're interested, please do that. It really helps us out. Give us a like, give us a rating. It's the very, very much appreciated. So thank you guys very much for listening. Thank you guys for rocking with us week in and week out. We're going to keep bringing out content and keep doing all the stuff for you guys. For sure. All right, man. We, we had a sort of weekend. There was a lot going on. College football, tough. we'll come back to that since it's kind of yes, important sir. again, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. And then we got um, MOV free agency kind of went like going. Kind of it was kind crazy, of like right? slow. And then Aaron Ola signed and then everyone else just started saying, okay, I guess we'll start signing. Or at least the Cardinals. We'll get to that. We'll talk Wait. some Mavs basketball. Played two games over the week. Um, one you could say was good, um, but even yeah. though they blew a lead. And yeah. the other one was just absolutely terrible. And Dallas Cowboys just keep, keep on rolling. rolling. Yeah, keep, they keep, keep rolling, rolling and then the Eagles can't lose either. So uh, there's a lot to talk about, but um, what were you up to this weekend? Yeah, bro. Uh, we saw each other a lot this weekend, actually, you know. Uh, we did. Let's see. We did. We did. Uh, Friday night was your sister's birthday. So yep. did that. Kind of hung out for a bit. Uh, Saturday during the day, which is like running errands because Emily's birthday, uh, she had like a birthday party on Saturday night. So did that. You were there, too. So we were kind of hanging out, having yep. a good time. Just hanging out, bro. It was a good time. A lot. <laughs> yeah. It was busy. It was busy. Definitely was pretty damn tired on Sunday just because it's just like going yeah, it was around. a long weekend. We had things to get yeah. into. Yeah. Yeah. So surprised your voice is still intact with all the drinking, but I think Me for the too. Most part, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, I don't know if it gets worse or not every episode, but <laughs> it just seems like ever since we pushed it to Mondays, it's like, crap. <laughs> I got to get my voice ready for the weekend. To... Yeah. Right. No, but I think it was a, it was a good weekend. It was fun. We got to oh, for sure. do some cool stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know. So it's cool. It's cool, man. You know, capped glad, off by yeah. good Thanksgiving and all that stuff. So exactly, so you were at the Cowboys game on on Thanksgiving. So that's pretty big. I time. was at the Cowboys game, and I was also at the Turkey Bowl. Uh, what was your result on that game um, for the fans yeah, that went there? Well, you see here. Here's the problem: is that when the best player pulls already. a hamstring, that's crazy. No, no, no. When the, when the best player pulls a hamstring. You're you're not gonna be sufficient, right? You're gonna be playing down a man. So, but when I when I didn't pull my hamstring, we were winning six to four. And I was dicing everybody up. So that's that's okay, the what score. was the what was the final score? What was the final score? I don't remember, man. That's what did Bleacher Report say at the end of the day? What did Bleacher Report uh, say? Well, you see, I've slept since then, so I don't think Bleacher Report reported mm, on it. Okay, yeah, okay, that's the problem. Well, that's um, the problem. Austin lost, guys. Austin lost. <laughs> Um, ten nine. It was good. It was a good turkey ball. I'll give you that, man. It was it was really good. It was competitive. Um, yeah, it was fun. He definitely right. sees who the most athletic. I don't know. Host is no. Okay, I, mean, I know do you I saw me out it? there. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. Do I got to pull out the video? Do I got to pull the video of the race? Just because you're faster doesn't mean you're more athletic. No, I'm just saying. Like, I I'll pull it out. That's, I was that's a but What happened when we were going at it? When it was when you had to catch me in a foot race? What happened? I had a pull. <laughs> What happened? Bro, what am I supposed to do? Oh, okay. I had a pulled hamstring, okay. bro. That's crazy. No, yeah, for sure. For sure. 
For sure. That's the truth. It's the truth. For sure. Let's just get let's get to Thanksgiving, man. I was at the game. Football. Um, I had some sick ass seats. Proud to my brother, uh, Chris Cabral, hooked it up. Um, some nice ass seats for a cowboy game. Yeah, I saw and it's that. Like it was a, crazy. For NFL in general, it's a privilege to be at any like NFL game. I feel like a lot of people haven't had that experience yet, and I've had it like especially three or four times. Yeah, especially the Cowboys. Especially and the Cowboys. Especially Thanksgiving. It, they're just so expensive. You know, dude. they tax. Yeah, they tax. It's bad, and and and. I don't know. It's never going to be like they try to compare it to like Europe or whatever. And you go to Europe and you pay like a hundred bucks for a really good seat in any type of like yeah. soccer game. So, I mean, you're always going to be competing with that, but it was an unreal experience. And obviously it started off pretty slow and you could say that you could be like, Oh, it wasn't probably that entertaining since it was a blowout, blah, 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 up into the third, fourth quarter. But when Deron Bland got that pick six, dude, I was, I can imagine, dude, dude, I had goosebumps. I saw him pick it. And then I was like, Oh, this is, this could be it. This could be it. Yeah. And then I see him chopping, and I see Sam Howell running his ass back there, trying to stop him. Sam Howell gets on one knee, proposes real quick, falls to the ground. Yeah, and then Deron Brown makes, him. like, was it Brian Robinson, I think? Or I forgot who it was. Yeah, two of the running backs somebody covers, else, people yeah, somebody else collide, And runs it in, and it was just... And seeing Dak on the sideline, his chicken leg was probably the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Bro, I... I... Like probably like thirty minutes ago, I watched. They came out with like the the sounds, sounds of the, the yeah the sound of the sideline, and mm. it was just like it was great. I think it was just good vibes like, all around. Like you it. could tell, like I don't know. Um, even like whenever Deron Bland like had his pick, right? They were all like, "Hey, like the Hall of Fame's gonna call come for your jersey. Like don't don't give it to him. Don't give it to him. Keep it like <laughs> and all this stuff. Like no, I think that like so i guess backtracking yeah obviously right the cowboys won 45 to 10 over over the washington commanders said mm-hmm. eight and three which is cool um we play again next thursday against seattle that's a later problem looking back at the game this yeah. weekend right i think you can like really tell i don't know i think the vibe around the team is different than i feel like we've ever seen or we've seen mm-hmm. in a long time because i think that we've always like had a good vibe or it feels like they've had good camaraderie but like i don't know something about this year just like it just kind of feels a little bit different and it's a little more like optimistic, but also I will say, right. Like I mentioned it last week, the strength of schedule, the Cowboys has, has been pretty dog shit, right? Like just haven't yeah. played anybody what good, but do? like work, you're beating the teams in front of you and you're doing it handily. And like, there's so many stats that say like pretty much since that, since the bye week and after we lost to San Francisco, we take out the, the two losses early in the season, like, Dak has been the best quarterback in the league. Like we've looked like mm-hmm. the top team in the league. Like obviously, I mean, the loss to Philadelphia side, I, I think that just been like just been an elite team all around. I mean, offense is clicking, defense is clicking. This is something that like you don't see very often. And, you know, you just kinda hope that whenever we start to get definitely like starting with Seattle, but after that when Buffalo, Philly, uh, the Lions, like you kinda hope that that just kinda keeps carrying on. So it's it's feels good and it's, it's definitely a good vibe and it's kind of something to be excited about and to stay excited about because i feel like right now like we have a lot a lot to be excited for and like the mavs really aren't clicking rangers are kind of dead for i mean yeah. like not dead but like not active <laughs> right now like stars are yeah. stars are cool but like just not like our expertise so mm-hmm. to have that uh to have the cowboys as, as the one thing that's like really clicking right now is really nice so. No, yeah, I love it, dude. It's um, I think our plus minus is like out the water compared to the Eagles. I heard about it today. Um, I mean, yeah. cause, I mean, I mean, the Eagles just winner, winning games within a yeah. score or whatever, but they just know how to do it. And 
I don't know. Just yeah, it's just like something about something about Philly just like feels so fraudulent. But like they're winning games, so you can't really be like that upset <laughs> yeah. about it, right? Like you can't like if I was yeah. an Eagles team, like damn, like we're winning ugly, but like we're still winning, right? So it's just the the whole like I don't know. It's neither here nor there, I guess. But you're winning, you're winning, and I guess good for them, right? They're what sitting at like nine and one or ten and one or ten something and like one. That. No, I think it's ten and one. Yeah. Yeah, ten and one. So. Just gotta gotta hope that uh gotta hope that we can uh do something about that here in here in a couple of weeks. I don't know. I mean I, I really don't want the buy. Personally, I think when you have the buy it kind of throws off the rhythm and I think this team is mm-hmm. performing at such a good rhythm, you don't really want that, but I think the five seed will be okay as long as we can kinda of hold on to that and it looks like the NFC South isn't really somebody to be too afraid of. Too worried about, Eagle, yeah. Yeah, whether For it's sure. the Falcons or the Saints too, but I mean mm-hmm. That's way down the road. We got to get through it here, and we got to still, you know, take care of business while we need to, and kind of show mm. that we are an elite team capable of winning the whole thing, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Back man. to your point with get the the number one seed. I think they're obviously would want to get the one seed for more of the home field advantage, more so of the yeah, yeah that's fair. You know, getting the buy or whatever. I mean, it does help you get yeah, rest and stuff like that, but. I'm, I don't think this bye week is as bad as like when you're the number one seed or two seed for baseball, where you yeah. sit there for a week when you play like every day. But I think in football yeah, is a little a bit point. different, where you can take advantage of it with like just getting health back and just everyone just. I mean, it's just like a regular bye during the regular season. So it depends yeah. how your team bounces back and just gives you more time to prepare for it, vice versa, well, whatever. But I think mostly since this team has been doing so damn good at home, like yeah. if you could just no, 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 stay at home, that would be the best thing ever. And I. I mean, they would have to beat a higher seed, obviously, to get a home for the or they can't even get a home playoff game, right? Yeah, I guess that's a good point because, like, if we were to win, I think right now it's Atlanta or whoever won mm-hmm. Atlanta in the Saints game. Yeah, Atlanta. Whoever that is, yeah. So they're the team that we would go play, and so we'd have to go to yeah. Atlanta to go to go. So and, and I think play, that that's a good shot, right? Do you know who we play after? Uh, or like, what's the next thing after that? It's Does it reseed? Low, like, yeah, it reseeds. So oh, okay. basically, it's just kind of like whoever so whoever else five. wins. Could probably be the Lions, maybe right? Or uh, I don't know. Yeah, I would assume it's probably the three seed. Or the bad thing is, it could be Philly. That's what I'm saying. It could be Philly. It could be Philly, right? The... So yeah, depending if there's but, like an um, upset or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. I think that that uh. That's something to look forward to down the line, right? We don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it. I mean, it's still, yeah. what, weeks? We just finished week 12, or it's happening right mm-hmm. now. So I think we've got a little bit of time, but I think that that's something to kind of start looking at. And, you know, as long as, like I said, the Cowboys keep taking care of, t- taking care of business and something like that, that's obviously right, what you kind of want to see. Yeah. So um, what do you think about Dak during the game? I kind of thought he continues to look elite. I mean, he's balling <laughs> out. He's probably playing the best ball of his life. I love it, man. And congrats to him. If you guys didn't know, he's having a kid with a Latina mommy. Yeah. As he fucking yes, should. Yes, See what happens, sir. guys, when you go to Latina? He just starts bawling, and he said, I'm securing her by putting yeah, a kid inside of her. So that's him right and now, and he's cr- actually hooping. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. He's got the dad strength. He kind of said it today. He's got the dad strength. I mean, yeah, to have, like, what, 330 yards, four tuds, zero picks. I think he has the highest, like, expected points added per play and of any quarterback mm-hmm. in the NFL right now. Like, yeah. this dude just – he's playing the best ball of his career, right? So – I love it. It's something good to see. Um, kind of need to show it outside of 
like in a crunch time game because we haven't really he's had about to see to, that other than me, he's about to yeah the next couple of weeks after so, this seahawks game yeah so definitely need to see that but i think still right now like you can't really be too too mad about it or anything like that i think he's balling he's doing what you want to do i mean he's not really playing much in the fourth quarter which is good because it's yeah. saving him from taking hits or mm-hmm. saving his arm or something like that so i think that's cool uh, another guy I thought was kind of important that we kind of needed to see a game like this from him was Tony Pollard. Only ran the ball 13 oh, times, yeah. but still mm-hmm. 80 yards, a tud, had six receptions for 24 yards. So almost uh, just over 100 total yards was nice um, and a tud. So I think for to average like just over five yards a touch, I think is, especially for a running back, is great. And I think, I think CD kind of said it last week, right? Like we just kind of are picking who we want to get going. I think that it was Tony's turn to kind of get going and, and he did, and it was yeah. effective without taking too many shots, which is really nice. So, yeah. Would you, would you believe me if I told you that the highest like guy with receptions was Tony Pollard on the team? Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's, it's yeah, crazy. Think about it's a lot of check downs, man. Hey, and then you know what? That's Dak playing smart though. You got to think about it, right? Like, no, yeah. I'm sure there were a couple, there were a couple screens, but like at the end of the day, like it's Dak trying to not take a sack or, mm-hmm. you know, just getting it to safety out, getting, Instead of being second and thirteen, it's second and seven. I mean, that just makes such a big difference, yeah. right? So, and then the bigger cool surprise was with Ferguson, just with one reception. Now, kind of, yeah, which is crazy to think about too. And I think that he, <laughs> he had, showed like, you how that he was only how the script goes with whatever they're playing with. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. And I think that yeah. I remember seeing like a ton of like it was like toss sweeps or something like that. Just they were trying to get to the outside more. Yeah, which um, which I think it kind of works. So. If that's what's going to work, bro, and and they're they're diverse in their game plans, which I think is is great, and I think it's necessary because I think that they can't like just stick to okay, we're going to force feed CD every week, or we're going to get the ball to Jake Ferguson every week. Like, it just kind of is what it is. What's going to happen is going to happen. So, but yeah, man. Anything else in regards to uh, the game last week? I feel it's kinda, not really a ton to talk about. But yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, you get like um, no. I was a little worried at the beginning with um. Dak had like uh, CD and I think Gallup too. In the first drive, he had them for deep balls and missed them by like a little bit. I was just like, oh. I was like, hopefully that doesn't come back and get us. And bro, it was it yeah. was a close game. At some point, it was twenty and ten. And I mean, Sam Howell yeah. threw for like what three hundred yards. Over got, threw for three hundred. Yeah, got three, uh, exactly three hundred. Um, showed some good stuff again, and also showed some bad stuff. But only yeah. so much you can do. And I mean, I was watching Deron Bland for the first time, like in person, and I was just seeing him get like, he was kind of giving up a lot of yards. I was just like, damn it. Like every time I see him like on a tackle or something, I was like, that's your guy. It's always, it was him <laughs> against Dodson or like Scary Terry. And I was just like, damn, he's, yeah. he's really just another Trayvon Diggs. And yeah. And I think the bad yeah. thing about that too is like, he's a cover corner. Like mm. he, they're going to go at him and he's going to be with the best guy. Yeah. And I think, I think he led the team in tackles last week, which like oh, from wow. your corner, you don't really want to see. But still, yeah, I mean, that's what I was like. I think I saw him tackling almost. He did lead with ten tackles. I don't know if that's a good or bad. Yeah, thing. yeah. But like at the end of the day, right? Like he's not giving up touchdowns, really. Yeah. He, I mean, he scored. He's only given up Honestly, what two? I think. Yeah, the whole he's season. Definitely scored more touchdowns than he's given up, and he's oh, yeah, scored yeah. more touchdowns yeah, yeah. than I think a lot it's only of two out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I think that it, it kind of is what it is. It's the nature of the beast, right? Playing corner, like you're just gonna. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're going to be on an island and you're going to be playing against guys. I mean, Terry McLaurin and, and Curtis best, Samuel yeah. and those guys, are, they're, they're studs, right? So he's sticking mm-hmm. with him. He's doing his thing. And I think, like, 
I want to say that like when targeted, like his passer rating that he's when targeted against is still so low. So, and I, I don't think he's as big like boomer bust as as Diggs was, especially I think it was was it two years ago when Diggs kind of broke mm-hmm. out. Yeah. So like where it was either like he was giving up 120 yards and then getting a pick six or like you know what I mean. Whereas like I think Bland's a little bit more like even kill. He's gonna give up. He may give up 50 yards, but he's also not gonna get burned over the top or or guess a little yeah. bit too much. I don't think is, I've seen that yet so the, far. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of been the problem with Diggs, which is is you know where people kind of have a little bit of discourse about him, right? So yeah. But moving on, I think that's pretty much easy to wrap up, right? It was a pretty easy mm-hmm. game. Or I don't want to say easy game, but a pretty relatively uh, uneventful game. But looking ahead, right, yeah. Thursday night, um, Seattle is who we're playing. We're playing at home. Uh, this little segment right here will be brought to you by FTM Analytics. They are our new yep. sports betting analytics partners. Um, you guys need to go check them out. I'll put them in the episode or the episode show notes. But basically, right, FTM Analytics is like a website that when you're doing sports betting, you want to be educated and you want to be sure that like you have the most updated information that you know where the trends are that, you know, you know, Oh, Dallas is five and at home and they're covering this many times whenever they're at home, so on and so forth. Well, FTM is that group that will have it for you. They have elite predictions, elite projections that will basically give you a nice, easy little interface has a star rating best over their best bet. What their algorithm is saying is the best bet. Obviously it's not a hundred percent, right? But it will give you uh, all the information that you need to be informed to basically do everything you need. And if you want to make a sports bet, they're the people that do it. They have um, NFL, college football, college basketball, NBA, baseball, whenever it's back, NHL, all that stuff. So definitely, guys, go check them out. They're great partners. They have a lot of really, really cool information. Take a deep dive on their website. I'll have their website in the link below. And also, you can go check them out on Instagram and all that stuff at FTM Analytics. But moving ahead to the Cowboys. so. When I was diving in on FTM, I was pretty impressed or pretty surprised, kind of looking ahead that the spread is already nine. Cowboys are favored by nine points. But oh what's crazy to me is that it's moved so much because when it opened, it was only Cowboys by seven. So definitely okay. a lot of action as people saying that the Cowboys are going to be the ones that are going to cover that spread, which is why the books right are moving it up and up and up, trying to make it harder, trying to make a little bit of money back. But how are you feeling for that game? What do you kind of expect to, to see? And and um, what do you expect the result to be? It's an early prediction, right? Early prediction. Yeah, early prediction. Um, I mean, yeah, we're going to play on a Thursday again. I think kind of weird, but we've been doing that for a while now. Yep. Um, I mentioned it before. Obviously, they're, they strive off of offense. If you look at the games they've lost, I mean, the really recent weeks, um, lost to the Niners. I mean, it's the Niners. Uh, yep. Put 13 points up. Uh, against the Rams, they've only put 16. They lost by one, 17. Uh, the other one, they only put up three. And the ones they've won, it's like plus 20, basically. So yeah. I guess the key to the game is trying to keep them under 20, if you can. Um, but yeah. I can trust this um, this Cowboys offense to put more than 20, even if they get to 20. Um, yeah. It's just an inconsistency with the offense. Um, I don't know if you know if Kenneth Walker is going to play or not. I know he didn't play last week. Uh, I think he is still listed listed as questionable. questionable i think yeah i think it's yeah, what I he saw. might be a game time but i think he'll play so it'd be massive yeah. if he doesn't play um because i think yep. they really have some really good receivers out there i mean jackson smith and Jigbo hasn't really got up there yet out. yeah yeah exactly as we wanted to um tyler lockett's tyler lockett is going to get you those 40 50 yards consistently 
Um, and DK Metcalf is just, uh, I think that's going to be someone you're going to worry about. Um, just a big guy, vertical dude, and you just get up there. And I mean, hopefully he throws some like bitch fits like he always does against the Cowboys because Geno Smith is getting absolutely just crowded yeah, he's just, in his yeah, pocket. So that's no what chance. we're hoping with. Um, I'm pretty confident. I don't know. You probably haven't heard me say that multiple times, but I don't know. Yeah. Man, it's football again Thursday, and you are on a crazy streak where you're just taking advantage of the opponents that you have in front of you. So I'm pretty confident. I would – man. We're going to keep covering the spread, man. I don't know if we can keep doing that. Yeah, so I guess I can give you a little bit of stats. So uh, yeah. in the Cowboys' last five games, they're 4-1 against the spread. The one game that they did not cover the spread was when they lost to Philadelphia. It was a three-point spread. They lost by five, right? Yeah. Um, the Seahawks in their last five are 1-3-1. and one. So the only win that they have against the spread was, I guess, what would that be, two weeks ago against the Rams where they were a two-point underdog and ended up losing by one. So kind of covers. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Over-under shout. So the over-under, the point total for the game right now is 46. Opened at 46 and a half. So it's kind of gone down. Um, yeah. In the last five, the Cowboys are 4-0-1 to the over, and then the Seahawks are 3-2 and to the over. So take with that what you will. Personally, I think that, I mean, obviously, right, like, say it every week, you know, this is when you're riding the emotional emotional high of the Cowboys, right? You get so excited. You're like, oh, man, like, this is the year. Like, we're looking good. And then you're like, all right, like, I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to win this week. And this is the week that they fucking bring you back down the earth. They knock you back down the pedestal. And it's for whatever reason, they just don't perform. With that being said, I'm still thinking the Cowboys are still going to win. I think that the Seahawks are a good team. <laughs> but yeah. the Cowboys are at home. They're 5-0 and at home this year, which obviously, right, commentator's curse is going to happen. We're going to bring up, bring back YDKB next week whenever the Cowboys lose. Mm-hmm. But I think the spread... And the Cowboys minus nine, sure, I think that's going to hit. And I think the over is definitely definitely going to hit. I think the Cowboys offense is, I mean, we saw that last week. I mean, they're good enough to cover the over on their own. So I think that I wouldn't be surprised if it goes over. I think both both teams are on a full week, right? It's not like it's a, a, a no short week the advantage for anybody. On they, anyone. Yeah, because yeah. they, both, they both played on Thanksgiving. So, yeah, I think, I think Cowboys minus nine, over 46. I think that's a pretty good shout. Sneaky little, like, mm, I would. I don't know. CD Lamb's probably due for another touchdown. Maybe that'd be kind of nice. So I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I got. Maybe Dak rushing right. touchdown. I could see that happening. Ooh, okay. That was ballsy there. right Throw there. I'll give you that. Out. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, that's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So we'll see. But we'll see. We'll see analytics. on Thursday. Yeah. 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 Thank you so, guys. Make sure you guys use them. But yeah. Uh, anything else, Cowboys wise, or you want to move to the maps? I was with the maps real quick. Bit yeah, deal, they deal. Um, so yeah, played the uh, Lakers and Clippers yeah. out of the, the LA trip, and yeah. um, I was at a friend's giving, and I was like, oh, I forgot they're playing, and I was like, oh, we're smacking these guys, <laughs> and then the fourth quarter happened. They had eight; they were like getting outscored like twenty something to eight at some point, and they only finished the fourth quarter yeah. with thirteen points. Uh, Derek that's Lively crazy. did leave that game, so I think that's when the problem started happening. We have to play Dwight Powell and Rashawn Holmes yeah. in place for that. And the next game, you see that Derek Lively doesn't play again, and you get absolutely embarrassed and outboarded by the Clippers. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, what I saw. it's just not like it, it kind of sucks. And I think that this is why, like throwing it back to what, maybe two or three weeks ago, where somebody was like, oh, 
the Mavs need to trade for another big man. Like for I center, think yeah. this is when it shows that we kind of need another big man because like looking at it right, like Derek Lively, we shouldn't be so reliant on a rookie to to be that guy to kind of like like solidify our interior or to be the only one that gets offensive boards. Whereas like it's shown like Dwight Powell's not a good defensive center. Yeah. He's okay on the offensive side, but not a good defensive center. You can't play Maxi Kleber there. Like that's not really going to work. Rashawn Holmes like hasn't really panned out for what we did. I mean, for the tr- what we traded. Uh, what was it? Pick ten and for it was him and Omax. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I guess right salary dump is cool, but mm-hmm. still, I I don't know. I think it's you need you need a little bit of of center help and Derek Lively. As much as I I like him, I think that it's gonna hurt not having him and kind of hope that he comes back definitely against i mean the rockets are playing well i think they play the rockets what tomorrow right so yeah tomorrow you want him mm-hmm. to come back for that but i don't know if he's i don't know if he's going to be back for it so we're yeah. gonna need and then obviously right like luca gets luca gets kind of banged up in that in the clippers game, hand, yeah, so the clipper thumb. game. yeah still like dropped a, 30 a though thumb or yeah so it's not looking good it's kind of disjointed right now um defense isn't great offense doesn't really feel like it's clicking I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, where do you go with guys are banged up and, you know, this is not what you want after starting the season so yeah. well. I've been saying everyone, though, so, you know, injuries. And, um, I mean, there's the first game that, or the Clipper game was, I think, the first time where your offense was, I mean, starting from the Laker game, it started kind of like slowing down with the 101. You were yeah. in the 115s, 120 area, and then you drop 88, and Luka and Kyrie had, like, I think 56 of those points. So can't complain yeah, with those with those guys, but it's just it was just the second chance points where they just keep getting beat. Um, yeah, get outboarded yeah. by twenty. Yeah, and it's not, not ideal. Yeah, it's just yeah, and you were losing by the most yeah, twenty four, and then yeah. I think I mean maybe it's just hopefully right. Like it's just a little slump. Like they were just on a road trip in L.A. Like. Kind of is what it is. Obviously, right, guys. Are it was hurt, a pretty. It was a pretty long hurt. road trip, so I think they're coming home for yeah, a couple of games. I would hope. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's what it is, man. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, kind of figured out. I was kind of shocked to see that I didn't realize the Mavs had a 19 point lead, and then like with 50 seconds ago, they were losing the game. So like it kind of yeah. against the Lakers specifically. Yeah. So it kind of shows how bad, how bad they did, and you know just to kind of. Is what it is, I guess. So I'm just one of the happy you came cool, out with but... the win. I'm just happy that yeah. you came out with that because losing that one would just hurt even more than just like a blowout like this one against the Clippers. Yeah, right. yeah. So, but anyway, man, got anything else? I know we're eliminated from the the in season tournament, which is which is mm, I guess that's is crazy. What it is. Yeah, I mean, this is the last. I wish I could tell oh. you what it just happened, but no, I don't know. We're we're out of the tournament. We're about playing yeah, like, like two games, I think, or three. Oh, well. <laughs> we one. Yeah. We were one and two. Yeah, one yeah. and two. He's, I mean, this. Oh, well, focus on the league now. Tomorrow. Focus on the league. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank goodness we don't have to see the ugly court. Hopefully, anymore. There's, this courts are just such an eyesore. We didn't even get to debuters. I think we debuters tomorrow. It, it's pretty it, nice. Yeah, it's debuting tomorrow. Yeah, I should so. be there too. Hopefully, yeah. I have okay, tickets for that. Come game. on now. So we'll come see how it goes. I get to see cool. Sengun just absolutely shit on my team. Uh, don't say Lovely. that. Nah, don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and we still win. We but, still win. Yeah, I think the Mavs will be all right. Mavs will be fine. Hey, you can pop out there, shoot a couple threes, help us out, get in the boards. Who? You? I see the hops. I see the legs. Oh, since bro. I'm, since I'm five there. nine now. 
Since I'm five no, nine, I'm five ten. I've measured you at five oh, I'm ten. Five, Come I'm on, five ten. My bad, yeah, guys. I'm yes, five bro. ten. I'm five ten now. I gotta open my license. <laughs> yeah, That's what on, I gotta man. do this weekend. But anyway, bro, you got anything else, maps wise? You want to move to bring back a the much beloved segment AU? Yeah, man. This has got to be the easiest class I've ever had in college, man. Come on. It was two or three classes, and professor just didn't show up anymore. Easy A. Easy A, baby. Easy A. Easy A. Let's go. I guess I'll I'll just go to class the one time he has it again. All right, do, do, do. All right, so look, right? Um, College football playoffs coming around this week is the championship week, so got all the conference championships going on. But really, the big talking point that we're seeing right now is there's pretty much eight teams that are available left to make the last four spots of the college football playoff, right? So everything could kind of solidify itself really easy. Um, the eight teams that we're looking at are Georgia, who's undefeated, um, Michigan undefeated, Washington undefeated, Florida State undefeated. So they're all oh, in their individual own conference championship games. Georgia is playing Alabama and SEC. Michigan just beat Ohio State. They're playing Iowa in the Big Ten. Washington is having a big rematch against Oregon in Pac-12 on Friday. And then Florida's playing Louisville on Saturday as well in the ACC championship. But where it gets a little bit dicey is there's four teams right after that that are all 11 and one that all have really good shots at getting in. Right. So Oregon 11 and one, um, they just lost, they lost a couple weeks ago to Washington 33, 36, but they have a rematch against Washington in the Pac-12 championship on Friday. Ohio state just this weekend lost to Michigan 24, 30, but yep. they're not going to be able to be in the big 10 championships because just the way the divisions work out. Right. So that's a big issue. Yeah. Um, then you got Texas. Um, they lost 34-30 earlier in the season to OU, but they have a big win against Bama in Alabama, which is massive. And then they're mm-hmm. playing in the Big 12 Championship against Oklahoma State this weekend. And then the last team that's kind of sitting there about is Alabama, which they lost 24-34 to Texas and Tuscaloosa, like I said, but they're playing Georgia in SEC Championship. So Damn. a lot of these teams can kind of like, really aside from Ohio State, a lot of these yeah. teams, in my opinion, have an opportunity. Yeah, can have an yeah. opportunity to play in. Mm-hmm. So where, like I said, easy, easiest scenario. I think Georgia, Michigan, Washington, and Florida State all win. I think they're automatically in because it's so hard to. Uh, in my opinion, you can't leave out undefeated conference championships, but really like conference champions. But where the issues lie is okay. What happens if Georgia loses to Alabama? What happens if? Really, it's Washington and Oregon. What happens if they lose and if Florida State yeah. loses? So I think that Michigan is probably the one that, of the three, is probably the safest to win. And I'd probably say also Texas. I think Texas is going to win because Oklahoma State's really not that good either. So mm-hmm. you have a 12 and 1 Georgia team that just lost to Alabama. But then, right, like it's just a whole like situation because then, oh, a bunch well, of Georgia lost to yeah. Alabama. Georgia lost to Alabama. Well, Alabama lost to Texas. So that means that Texas has to go back up. Oh, well, Oregon, Oregon beats Washington, but mm-hmm. Washington also already beat Oregon. So, like, which one do they care about more? Oregon probably gets in because they're playing better ball. Florida yeah. State, Florida State lost their starting quarterback. They, so if yeah, they if saying, they yeah. lose, like, it's a whole deal. So, um, I want to give my prediction on what I think is going to happen, who I think is going to make the playoff, and who I think is what it is. So, I think that Georgia, I'm going to leave Georgia and Alabama because I don't know that one. I think Michigan is a lock. I think Michigan's going to win. Yeah. I think be. Michigan's going to win. 
I think that Oregon probably knocks off Washington. And I think Oregon's probably playing the best ball right now in the country, which sucks because I think Washington's a really good team. They have a lot of shades mm-hmm. of like how TC was last year. But I think that Oregon's probably playing really good ball. So I think or for sure right now, Michigan and Oregon are in. I think Florida State loses. I think they're out because their quarterback's hurt. The guy that the Tate Rotomaker, that's the guy that they started last week in place of Jordan Travis, he isn't playing well. It doesn't have a really a ton of experience. And Louisville is, I think they're 10-2. and two. They just lost a bad game to Kentucky, which sucks, which is a big rivalry game. But I think there's still athletic enough, playmakers enough to really do so. So that kind of eliminates Florida State out of the equation. So that leaves uh, probably Texas, Bama, Georgia, all that kind of deal. So I think that – yeah. Say Alabama wins in this situation, then I think that Texas is in, so that gives you Washington, no, Michigan, Oregon, Texas, Oregon. and then it's like, do you pick between Ohio State, Alabama, or Georgia? Which I think then in that case, right, you probably take Alabama because Alabama just beat Georgia. So then, like, it would kind of, sh- it's a whole puzzle, dude. It's, I don't know, and it's just like, there's so many different scenarios that you just need to like is it wait always like this? Saturday. Uh, I don't think it's usually this complicated. Exactly the toughest like, it's been. It's. It, I think this is probably the toughest it's been, where there's been like eight solid teams to where it could like any way could play out. Yeah. Whereas like last year it was, well, it's probably like five or it was like five or six up until the last day, yeah. and then it kind of like took care of itself because USC lost in the in the championship, so that dropped into two losses, which allowed Ohio State to get in. So I think this is just the first year. Probably since 2014, which is when the playoff first started, where you've had mm. six or like in 2014, it was six teams. But this year you have eight teams that all legitimately have a reason why they feel like they should be in. So yeah. it's it's a good time to like want to have a lot of high stakes football that is mm. like you're going to have important games all weekend. Because I think you have the Pac-12 championship on Friday. Saturday morning is Texas or Oklahoma State, which like Texas loses that game in a shocking manner. Like they're gone. Um, Oregon, Washington on Friday night's like a big game. Georgia, Bama, I think is at three on Saturday. Uh, Michigan, Iowa, like, I mean, I doubt that game's going to do anything, but still. And then you got Iowa, Florida State, Louisville. Yeah. So there's a lot of crazy stuff that can happen. I think that, like I said, I think it's going to ultimately be Michigan, Oregon, probably Texas and the winner of Georgia and Alabama. I think those are probably those are probably the four that I think make it. I could see Washington, Oregon flipping, but yeah, man, it's a lot of stuff kind of see how it goes, but that's quick and dirty AU. So nice. In the class. Yeah. Thanks for coming back <laughs> pro- professor. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not going to talk yeah, about TC. Be a big test. Yeah. We don't, yeah, yeah. We don't Why, talk about not? That. What happened? Didn't they get dropped on like uh, 69? Yeah, you know they score forty five. Don't talk about that. <laughs> That's why I, I try to bring That's it up really, to you, and you're like, "Oh, bro, don't really talk." Good. I'm like, "Bro, it's like y'all put up, y'all put up forty five. It just sucks that they put up twenty four more they points. Put up more, yeah, you know, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it sucks. yeah math is. Oh, well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, well, let's go get our gloves. Let's go. To, let's go to the outfield. How about that? How about oh, let's do that? it. Man. I was MLB. itching, bro. I took it, dude. I told you there was a lot of stuff going on. Finally, some free agency moves were going on. There was a there was a trade happening too. Um, what I'm surprised about is we talked about it a little bit last week with St. Louis. If there were somehow buyers, even though when there were sellers at the trade deadline, yeah, that's how we got sense. Jordan Montgomery. They gave up Jordan Hicks too. Is this Jordan? Yeah, the the reliever. Yeah. Um, yeah. it was just kind of surprising. I mean, they had a pretty bad 
season. Uh, even though they have a really like you name their players, you got um, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, Nolan Ronaldo, um, at some point you had Jordan Montgomery, like all these guys, and they just didn't do what they were supposed to, and they did what they were like what was right. They traded at the deadline. They were sellers, and people were just thinking they're rebuilding. Um, but then you hear that Jordan Montgomery is linked back there, and then I think that's just kind of dumb. Why would Jordan Montgomery want to go back? Yeah, he won't go back there. to a team that he just see that he was successful, but the team wasn't. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. I don't know if we mentioned it, but they so they signed Cal Gibson and Lance Lynn. I don't know if that was last week or if this was the same week too. Yeah. It was like back to back days. They literally are going to the Rangers and said, "Okay, we're going to take Lance Lynn, former Ranger, <laughs> Cal Gibson, former Ranger, former Ranger." And then they just signed Sonny Gray, another big um pitcher off the market. Um, yep. It was Sonny Gray for uh, three years for seventy five mil, thirty four years of age. He had a two point seven nine ERA last year. And I think he was one of the Cy Young guys, too, or at least candidates. Yeah. So they definitely went to the starting rotation, almost like the Rangers did last year, with signing Nathan Uvalde, um, Heaney, Jacob DeGrom, Heaney. Um, yep. And if you forgot, um, damn, the guy played for the Astros. Why can't I forget his name? I, he didn't even play a, an inning for us. Oh, uh, uh, Odorizzi, whatever that the guy that Odorizzi, Jacob Odorizzi, Jacob Odorizzi. So they went on that route, and they just said, let's get our rotation on it. There's two ways you can see this. Everyone's looking at it and goes, oh, wow, this rotation looks sick in 2016. Yeah, so they're old. a couple years ago, because all they're their old. average age is 35. Yeah, it's the starting real. rotation average age is 35. Not a big fan of Lance Lynn just because, I mean, doesn't doesn't look good. And maybe pitch clock is yeah. just not his thing. Um, Kyle Gibson, he's a reliable, like... Mid four, a little yeah, like bit below five ERA, right? dude. That's gonna get you. He's gonna get you innings though. He'll go out there, pitch you some. So I guess that's good. He's gonna be like, I think, your four three at best in the back end rotation. But they do have a solid yep. rotation. We'll see how that goes. How age comes into consideration. Oh yeah, but you start to wonder like, what are they gonna do now? Um, they seem like they have the infield kind of set up. Um, I have this. Oh, I can't even open the. But it's okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're, I mean, their batting was kind of average. Um, they had some utility guys with Dylan Carlson and blah, blah, blah. But I still think that they're going to be, I don't know about contenders. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that this kind of like, a lot of their moves, in my opinion, don't really make much sense, right? Like Lance Lynn, like, I think he was what, with the White Sox this past year? Just gave up a ton of home runs. White Sox and the Dodgers. Yeah, yeah towards the end, he got yeah. to the Dodgers. And like Kyle Gibson, I think too, is just like, I don't know. I think they have to have a. They're obviously right. They're doing it for a reason. So I think that they have to have some yeah. sort of belief that, oh, maybe their pitching coach is has like some idea on like. There's yeah, a reason why they're, they're going out and getting that girlies. But like, mm. and it's it's not like these are guys that they're kind of getting towards the back in a free agency. Like, no, these are moves that they're making like first two weeks before like a lot of these big dominoes are even falling. Like Shohei's still. Yeah, you would the think these are the the last guys to get out the. The last guys. I mean, right. they got Sonny Gray. Yeah. Sonny Gray is massive, I think, in their opinion. I mean, yeah. Three years for seventy five is quite a bit. Yeah, I feel like that's um, a lot for a thirty four year old. Twenty five for a thirty four yeah. year old. Uh, but he did have a really good year, so he's gonna be your yeah. ace, obviously. Oh uh, yeah, but Lance and Kyle Gibson, like you said, these are the guys that you would think that are like it's a couple weeks or like a couple days left, a couple hours left in free agency. Go. Yeah. Okay, I guess. You yeah, come I, I guess here. I'll take I'll take him. Like I'll throw a spring training invite or something like that. I don't know. It's just like hmm. I feel like it doesn't really make much sense. In my opinion, obviously they have to have some sort of reason. 
to do it, but still yeah. I I'm not like super impressed. I don't think one or two, like if I was in their division, I wouldn't be super worried about them. But yeah. obviously, right, there could be some sort of like money ball deal at play. I, I don't know. I mean maybe there's some sort of Yeah, I mean they're just looking at the numbers. I don't know. Yeah. Who the knows? ERA plus or the whatever those stats they have now for pitchers. They're just looking all those numbers in. Yeah. Who knows? Ugh. I don't know. Uh, we'll stay in the National League with uh, Eugenio Suarez. That name sounds familiar. He was a third baseman for the Seattle Mariners. He was there for a couple of years. He was on the Reds. He got traded with a big contract and got dealt to the uh, Diamondbacks, uh, the World Series finalist, because they lost to your Texas Rangers World Series champions, in case you forgot. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. We've got to bring I don't that know if anyone yeah, forgot. But no. And in the return, uh, the Mariners got a reliever, Carlos Vargas, and a catcher, Sebi Zavala. That's going to be a backup guy. And um, the reliever is someone with control. Um, he was in the – he throws heat from what I was reading, 98, 99, okay. one of the most hard, okay. hardest hitting or hardest throwing pitchers. So you'll see, I'm pretty sure, a lot of him in divisional games against the Rangers. But yeah, Eugenio Suarez, um, he batted 232 this past year. So it was kind of eh, – I mean, he's a power hitter. Yeah. Uh, 22 home runs and 96 RBIs. Him and Teoscar That's are gone already. From the Mariners, uh, those were the top two RBI getters. So 96 RBIs, you look at that, I mean, if you're close to 100, that's that's massive. Yeah. I think regardless of what it is. Um, but what I was hearing, I think the owner or manager was more, wanted more contact hitter guys, and Eugenio Suarez was really like a go yard or Power. not going yeah. yard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and there were Because there was second in strikeout rate in the whole MOB with 25.9%. Yeah, so that's, that's why they were able to trade off, and they got the backup catcher with Sebi Zavala. And a good arm for their. I mean, I think they already had a pretty decent bullpen, and by them yep. missing out only, I think by a game or two. I mean, the Rangers knocked yeah, them out. Yeah, they were pretty close. They, they had that hot. Was it September? They were really hot. Were yeah, it was. Like it was, it was in end of September. They were. Yeah, they came on really late, and they were. Yeah, I mean, um, J. Rod was absolutely insane. <laughs> yeah, he was, it was disgusting. Yeah, um, but yeah, they also got uh, Luis Arias. I had no idea, or Luis Arias, however you want to say it, if you want to go. Spanish or American. Okay. Luis Urias uh, signs with them where he got traded by, it was some, some bum shit, but he was on the Red Sox. He was pretty decent. So I guess that's their starting third baseman now. He was batting like 170 last year. So I, I don't know Jeez. what they're doing with that. Like again, maybe the, the money ball stuff, maybe he gets yeah. contact more than the other guy, but I'm yeah. taking the guy that gets 96 ribbies more than. I feel like, yeah, that. like he hit one night, he hit 194 on 144 mm. bats, which I feel like that's got to be like, it's like pretty much comparable to like a Josh Smith kind of guy. Yeah. But I think that as of right like, now, I think he's is... got the third base. So I don't know what they're going to do now. Cause Matt Chapman's still out there. Another uh, guy that I think that's kind of like under the radar, just kind of under the dust where, um, I don't know. People just kind of forgot. Okay. At least I forgot, but Matt Chapman's a uh, pretty good. He had a good month. This forgot what month it was, but he kind of went down after that with the blue Jays, but he might go back there. Um, some Shohei Otani news. It looks like he, I mean, I don't know if this is official or not, but I think Jeff Passan said there's like three teams that are, are really in. It's uh, the Toronto mm-hmm. Blue Jays. Why? Yep. Dodgers and your Texas Rangers and are who? the top three teams. Your Texas Rangers. Champ. Your World Series champions, Texas Rangers. Yeah, don't forget. Don't forget. My apologies. No. Um, but yeah, so the Yankees came out, or I don't know who came out, probably like a reporter saying that they're not focused on Shohei, and it's like, cool, you weren't even close to getting Shohei, so it's okay. It's yep. like the A's coming out and go, yeah, we're not pursuing Shohei anymore. <laughs> but okay, bro. 
Um, they're going to focus on Yamamoto, the other Japanese pitcher, which I think the Yankees might be the one to get him. Yeah. I think that makes that sense. Sounds like, I think that makes sense. Yeah. That sounds like a Yankee signing. It does sound like a Yankee signing. It's going to be a fat-ass contract. Um, unless yeah. the Mets come in and go, payroll, payroll, payroll. But I think they're yeah. kind of in the rebuild. They're- you never know with those guys. And he's a stud too. And he's and, young too, right? He's like yeah. 25, 26, 25, something like that. 25. Yeah. Yamamoto, yeah. He's a dog. Um, Jason Hayward, um, just a little smaller guy. Sounds with the Dodgers. Um, he had a That's homecoming crazy. this year. He did playing. pretty good. Yeah, two, uh, about 269. Uh, had 50 home yeah, runs. Good slash line. 23 doubles and 377 um, trips to the plate. So Yeah, it's not bad. He was, he was pretty good with the Dodgers and he was a pretty good outfielder too. So he kind of yeah, like re-upped his career. And the Dodgers said, you know what, yeah. we're going to keep you out here. Let's see on this. So I don't know what they're going to do I, in the outfield with them. Yeah, I I remember when he debuted with, uh, what was it, the Braves, I think? Like, a long time ago. I think so, yeah. But I, like, because for whatever reason, I was like, my I we moved out there for my dad's job. And I remember, like, mm-hmm. going to Braves games and just him. And, like, that was back in, like, <laughs> the tail end, like, Chipper Jones's career and stuff like that. But, like, I remember yeah. he was just a baller back then. And to see the kind of him, like, resurgence resurgent having a career resurgence is is pretty cool yeah so one yeah. for nine i think is a and that's a pretty good slash line for somebody that's what well, he's in the back end of his back in his career anyway so i think that's good for him yeah i'll take that yeah it's good absolutely. for the dodgers yeah absolutely and obviously they're not done because they're still one with shohei and i don't know if um yamamoto too i know it's another guy they're talking about and i mean blake snell yeah. is out there too and yeah you gotta think about it. there's still some really there's huge arms out there that are waiting yeah, to get signed left. exactly yeah um, and the Braves are in on Dylan Cease. Um, it looks like he should be dealt. I'd be very surprised if he stays with the White Sox. Knowing what they're, I mean, they're just, I don't know what the organization is going to. Um, Luis Robert, too. I mean, I would, I'd be, I don't know. He probably stays maybe, but that's another guy that people should be looking at. He's a big power hitter and outfielder. Yep. Uh, but yeah, those are the two guys in the White Sox that are probably going to get dealt. And um, Dylan Cease just looks like he fits for the Braves. It looks like him and, um, Strider, Spencer Strider would have a pretty good time together. Just I don't know. I was thinking about it today. I was like, how does Dylan Cease look like? And I just kept picturing Spencer Strider in my head. Strider, they just look the right? same. Like I was just like, <laughs> are they this? I was like, no. The, but that, they're the same guy. Just, yeah, they're basically the same guy. So they're they'll probably go to the Braves. The Braves have a lot, and I mean, I think they value starting pitching a lot. Um, so that's another eye to keep on. Uh, two more Japanese players got um into the market because they have to kind of get like accepted or some like, crap. Yeah, like to the, be like posted. Yeah, posted. Posted yeah. or something. Yeah. So uh, Young Hoo Lee was posted um, or should be posted in December. He's a 25 year old outfielder. I think this guy's gonna be a pretty low key, pretty good guy. I think okay. he had a good WBC, if I'm not mistaken. Supposedly there's three teams on him: Giants, Yankees, Padres. He played in the KBO. Um, that's the Japanese league or whatever. Uh, uh since he was 18. Korean, my bad. So, yeah, so I messed out the J. K. Um, <laughs> 18 year old, or he was is in the KBO since he was 18. Um, he's been a consistent hitter. Yeah, he's crazy. batted over 300 in each of his seven seasons. So he's not a power hitter. I mean, his career high is um, season high is 23 homers. So he's contact, 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 and he's really he's a pretty fast um, outfielder. Um, and just in general, he's a good outfielder. He missed um, half of the season last year because of an ankle injury. But he has a lifetime batting average of 340. I feel yeah, like this guy's not, like his, I think at least not talking yeah, about it a lot. Like he hasn't his been career about. OPS is like right at 902, which is crazy. That's Especially insane. for somebody that's been playing, that's been, I mean, that's had 
pretty much 500 plate appearances. I mean, since yeah. as, since he's been healthy, yeah, which is unbelievable. Yeah. So no, that's so that's a guy. Uh, a uh, I think that's a cool is. like. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a good. I think that's gonna be a good player under the radar. Just let's see over. where he goes. Um, yeah. yeah. The Giants are part of this. I might see him going to the Giants. Um, I mean, shit, Yankees too, but uh, yeah, it'll be a little cheaper, I think, um, option for other people. And yeah. the last one is um, Shota Imanaga, I think is how his name. Or yeah, it's a Shota. It's a good time. Go it's, 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 it's definitely Shota. Yeah, it's definitely Shota. <laughs> I know that. Okay. I know it's Shota for sure. <laughs> uh, he finished his second straight season with a sub-3 ERA, third in the last five seasons. Since 2019, has a 2.79 ERA. <laughs> Everyone's on... Yamamoto, but once Yamamoto gets out, I think that's gonna be the next guy that's gonna get out um, overseas for sure. Yeah. Uh, it looks like um, I mean, but there's been plenty of Japanese pitchers or Korean pitchers that just come over here and are supposed to be the next big thing and just like kind of doesn't translate out. very well. Um, maybe for a little bit, and then they just people start figuring them out. I don't know, but I'm excited to see them. Um, like from me just reading this, it just looks like he's been insane. Uh, he had a no hitter in 2022. He's projected around five years for 85 mil. I think that's fair. So that's a, that's, a pretty just, cheap yeah. option. It's cheaper than Sonny Gray. Yeah, I just did the math. It's like 17 a year. I mean, it's not that much more than... I think that's pretty good. The, the Cardinals yeah. are paying Kyle Gibson. So, I think that <laughs> five years younger, too. I mean, give me that. Yeah. A little bit more. Yeah, but he is 30, so. so he's a little more on the on the older age. So, I don't know yeah. how long he'll be in the MLB for, but I think it's a good thing that you see that he's this old and he's... Able to yeah, put up those numbers. little seasoned, yeah, a little seasoned. I would say exactly. Got the experience so I'm excited to see um, these guys, especially Jung Hu Lee, to see who he would go to because yeah, absolutely, it looks like he's just going to be an exciting guy to watch. Just almost like um, Yoshida, the guy for the he was a rookie, yeah, yeah. For the Red Sox, yeah, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yes so yes. him, so it's going to be more almost kind of like his type of like style. But yeah, I think yeah, if I'm picturing him right, I didn't look him up, but he, I think he's like kind of a tall, lengthy dude. Let me see. I'll tell you. Kind of like a Shohei, but like a lot smaller. Yeah. Like a lot he's thinner. six foot. Yeah. He's six foot one, like mm-hmm. 170. So he's, yeah, like kind of tall, linky. Oh, yeah. He's like a, a shorter, yeah, he's a tall like a shorter Evan Carter. Like a shorter Evan there you Carter. Go. How tall is Evan Carter? 6'3? Oh. 6'4. Six, six, he's a big dog. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, he's like an Evan Carter, I'd say. <laughs> and if he's batting with OPS and then the averages. So, yeah. Yeah. That's all I really got, man, for. For agency, I know it was a lot. I told you, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, this kind of happened. I mean, until you saw um, Aaron Nola sign and everyone just said boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So once Sohei signs, it's just going to like domino that's gonna, everyone. That's all the dominoes are going to fall, right? When, yeah. when are the winter meetings? They're coming up here soon, right? Monday, from what I heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all yeah. this stuff, Monday. yeah, all this stuff is popping it's off. It's close. Now, so it's close. It's yeah. it's all about the time. I mean, I bet Shohei probably has an idea where he's going to go within the next week or two because I think I heard that he was meeting with all the teams that he was interested in at the winter <sighs> meetings. So. Golly. Hopefully the Rangers kind of can kind of figure something out here soon. So, yeah, yeah man, that's kind of all I got for today. You got any any anything yeah. else that you want to mention? Or? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you, the audience. You guys can answer this where you're listening to on our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or on YouTube. Let them know. Let them know. Would you rather, Austin? Okay. Give up a grand slam in the World Series Game Seven. And you lose the game. Like, they just walked it off on you. Okay. Or a pick six walk off in the Super Bowl. I think it's got to be pick six. I think, I think that, I think something about baseball 
like just makes it so much worse. I don't know because it's like when it's baseball, it's the pitcher versus the batter, right? And it's a yeah. one-on-one kind of deal. And it's just like yeah. I think we kind of saw with like Jose Leclerc. I said it so many times. Like he was just like sat up there and he's like, "I'm gonna fucking blow this 98 mile an hour fastball right by you." And like yeah. to imagine like somebody teeing off on that, seeing it 450 dead center. Like that's to me, in my opinion, that's just right. so much. It's so much more disrespectful. Whereas, like, <sighs> they'll pick six in the Super Bowl. You'd be like, ah, you know, like had a little bit of pressure. Like, just had to try and make a play. Like, receiver ran the wrong route. Line wasn't blocking. You blame something. But <laughs> well, when pitching, what do you blame? Who, who are you blaming? You're blaming the wind? I'm not blaming the wind. And the thing I is, mean, like, you, you know it. The, pitchers know it's gone. As soon when, as you off throw it. At the end of the bat, you just know. Like, you yeah. see pitchers don't even look back at it. Like, they'll just, like, I think I do yeah, the same and thing. I think, though, too. I think, yeah, I think and I think that six. I don't know. Like I don't want to say that the energy of the crowd is different in a big game for the World Series versus the Super Bowl, but I think it kind of is. I, mean, I think I think October baseball is like one of the October most electrifying baseball, things. A- it's the atmosphere people is, need to is, witness and yeah, yeah. I think it's just something about it's just a little bit different, and it's just like just has a little bit of electricity that the Super Bowl doesn't really have. Yeah, now, go watch just any highlights, a highlight reel of just October, just, and just hear the yeah, sound, like the noise. It's just, yeah. I'm glad we got to oh. witness October baseball and we got to see yeah, all of it happen. You and me both. I'm just, you and I'm me getting both. like, I'm getting goosebumps Pizza. just thinking about it, dude. It was, oh. Oh, dude. It feels good. It feels good. Yeah, I'm chance. easily taking October baseball over anything. I just was never able to back it up because I'm like, I just watch it from a neutral fan. Yeah, neutral perspective. But now I was rooting for the team, so yeah. Yeah, October baseball, baby. But I think with that, October guys, baseball. I think that's that's kind of it, man, huh? Yeah. Yeah, pretty right, good well, episode, I think, if you ask me. Yeah, short, sweet, to the point. A lot of stuff that we covered. But, uh, yeah. no, thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate you guys. Um, like we kind of already mentioned before, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. Go subscribe. Give us, you know, rate us, you know, give us a little five stars. Throw us that. If you're on YouTube, yep. subscribe. Hit the like button. That's big time. Hit the like button. Kind of pushes out, pushes out in the algorithm. Um, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Um, and again, thank you to FTM Analytics. They've been super great to us. Um, have a lot of really, really cool stuff. And I don't think Ollie and I can, can kind of, you know, rave about their product more than we kind of already have. They, yeah. they were really good, really good product. Definitely go check them out. But with that guys, this is another episode of Austin Ollie sports podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.